This is Josh Allen, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here, of course, with the Trash Man. So happy to be back on the podcast feed. Trash Man, we've had radio, but a busy month of December, not the waiver wire stuff in the fantasy playoffs, of course. We had the waiver wire cheat sheets for our pro members, but the... um, Man, the numbers for Waiver Wire podcast sure drop, sure drop off a little bit uh, once we get to the fantasy football playoffs. So uh, a little bit of break from the podcast. Good to be back on with you, brother. Yeah, nice to nice to be back. Yeah, we're we're, we're getting into draft season, which means today we'll have some evaluation talk about our first wide receiver that we'll get into from the Senior Bowl, or that we're planning on you know, seeing at the senior bowl, just a quick note, of course, at roster watch, this is where we shine is this time of year, getting out to see these prospects, bringing you the insight about them. So these will just be sort of some of our initial evaluations about Rache, Rache Rice, the wide receiver out of SMU. Um, but of course, you know, these evaluations change a lot once we get to mobile and we can see them, so, you know, that'll be the deciding deal. Of course, Byron this year is going to be at the Shrine Game. Trashman and I will be at the at the um, senior, senior Bowl. Bowl. Of course, we'll also have a presence at the Combine and the Pro Days and everything else. And so this is just the start. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Rache Rice. He's he's uh, definitely, an, definitely an interesting guy to talk about. But before we get into that, Trashman, I need to talk to you about a Dynasty Rankings overhaul because we have the top 250 – over at Roster Washington during the season, it's it's just easy with all of our other content responsibilities and all everything we're working on with, you know, season long leagues and different write ups and you know your weekly flex rankings and the DFS cheat sheets and all the rest to let Dynasty updates get. I mean, we, it, they still get updated weekly, but it's not. It, I, I dude, I feel like the whole thing just needs to be. I, we just need to start over on it. There's so many of these guys that. I need to kind of talk to you about that. I think it's best that we just maybe just scrap it and start over, start over. Yeah, it's well, it's, you know, done like in a piecemeal kind of way. It's, it's, it, after, you know, over the length of the season, it can become discordant in some, you know, facets. Yeah. So there's the, the first couple of things I wanted to just talk about, just a couple of headlines here that really stuck out to me the first was and i'm I, like this is just interesting to me but in super flex and in one quarterback you have jalen hurts over josh allen and i just wanted to ask you like i mean i think it's fine i think it's probably fine those guys when i looked at it they both as far as their fantasy points per game they're basically exactly the same on the season 
Um, the only thing I worry about with it at all is just having anybody over Josh Allen. <laughs> anybody over well, Josh Allen. A big, a, an important aspect of this is that is that um, Hertz is two years younger. I know, so, yeah, I, I know, but I, and and that's why it made sense to me. The the only, you know, here's the here's where it just becomes worrisome, just a small bit. And uh, dude, and look, that's not all you can say about Jalen Hurts. You can also say that he has the best two wide receiver combo. Right. Besides, I mean, I guess and a you can argue. Combo. Yeah, you can argue maybe Tyreek and Waddle. But I mean, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, especially with how Devontae Smith has come on, you know, to end this season, is even without that, Devontae Smith won the damn Heisman. I mean, he's always been really, really right. good. But I mean, and both of those guys are what under twenty-four years old. Yeah, uh, yeah, they both have to be. AJ Brown will be no. AJ Brown is. Remember, I think he's a little bit older. Let's see, how old is Arthur Arthur Juan Brown? What is he? We have him listed where I was he 25 this year? That can't be right. AJ Brown Wiki. I'm sure it'll tell us on Wikipedia. He was born June 30th, 1997, which would make him 25. He'll be 26 this next year. Okay. So still still young. Still young. Right? Still young. He's still in his prime. Devontae Smith. Let's just see where we have him on the sheet. I just didn't trust our – so Devontae Smith will be 25. Hmm. H.E. Brown a little bit older than I remembered. Regardless, uh, they are young. I mean, still young in, in, in their prime. So there's that on Jalen Hurts' side. What's not on his side is that, uh, you know, he's only on contract through, 20, through, through next year, right? And I think that that'll change. Yeah, I think I mean, that'll change. I mean, if the if the Eagles have any priority, it's to keep Jalen Hurts on that team, right? But what is there a non is there a non zero chance that somehow he tanks and like ha- having him above Josh Allen for a period of time ends up looking just uh, just irresponsible? Like, we can change that, you know. It's just but like right now, it just to me the age was the the age and the tools were the tiebreaker for me. Um. You know, yeah, I mean, some people, I guess, could argue that he's, you know, a physical quarterback, but then so is Josh Allen. Um, I'm wondering, like, I wonder if others do other services have Jalen Hurts above Josh Allen. I'm just going to go look and see. Let's go like here. I'll go to go to player profiler and just see what see what Matt and Cody and them have. I always love to compare with like Matt and Cody. Um they have met one. They have Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. I think we need to have Josh Allen at one, dude. I I don't, I don't want to get. Behind I don't the think. Industry. I don't think. I I think. I don't think they probably changed those in a while. I mean, Mahomes, at least that's that's. I mean, that's the Mahomes way. Mahomes been on a tear. He he's still young. I mean, I mean, Mahomes is Mahomes. I don't mind having Hurts ahead of Mahomes. I worry about this Josh Allen thing. Um, Look, well, I, mean, it's a, it's, I just want to bring it up for discussion, right? Let's just think about it. Let's ask Byron. Let's just talk about it. You know, I think it's an important thing to talk about your top, the top, your top pick in Superflex, right? It's like so. We'll ask Byron what he thinks, whether it's worth kind of going out on a limb versus industry consensus on Jalen Hurts over J- Josh Allen. That's my only. That's. <clears throat> 
that's my only concern, right? I mean, some of this yeah. other stuff is just, some of this other stuff is just. I think it's going to be easy to make adjustments and everything, but that's kind of like that's your headlining piece, you know. And if we're gonna if we're gonna, you know, put these back up and have a complete overhaul, I just I think we should think seriously about Josh Allen over Jalen Hurts. Okay. All right. Uh, some of this other stuff. I think Christian McCaffrey, even though he's been awesome with San Francisco, he's going to be 20, 27. And that's starting to be too old to be over guys like, I mean, we need to have guys like Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall, maybe even CeeDee Lamb over Christian McCaffrey. That are that's four, fine with me. That are like four or five years younger. Right. So let's, let's make that happen. Do you think AJ Brown should be above McCaffrey? We just talked about. I mean, he's going to be twenty six, maybe. But with what? But that's in wide receiver years. It's like dog years versus human years. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I feel like with Smith there too. It's just like it hasn't mattered. Well, no, it hasn't. It hasn't mattered. But I mean, Smith. I mean, I don't know. Like, could he end up being a better long term receiver than Brown? Um, it nah. seems like he's got the skill set to be. They're both just so good. I mean, that's another. That's just that's another reason to like Jalen Hurst. I mean, it's like, yeah, man. I don't know. I think, regardless, I think that Christian McCaffrey should be down there with AJ Brown, and we can discuss who's on top of who. That's another thing. We're, we'll bring in Byron. We'll have kind of a, have a roundtable about it. Um, but. That's just something else that was kind of sticking in my craw when I when I looked at this stuff. Mark Andrews up here in this even area with any of these guys, like the Jalen Waddles or you know Jalen Hurts, even creeping anywhere close to Travis Etienne, to me feels cockamamie. After we've just kind of seen him fail this year, I know there's been no Lamar Jackson, but there was a point in time last year when Lamar Jackson was hurt and Tyler Huntley came in, and remember he was averaging what like 12.6 targets per game and still still producing man whenever Lamar got hurt this year you and I talked about that and said you know this isn't the time where people calling into the Sirius XM show this isn't the time to bench Mark Andrews you know Tyler Huntley actually likes him we thought he could continue to produce um I don't see him as a you know I I think that where he's ranked in these current rankings is high for him even in tight end premium um I mean, like, well, what kind of change? How how big of a change would you want to make? I don't. I think he should be probably be. I mean, he should. Right. I mean, right now he's. You have him overall, and I know that you know. I mean, overall, you have him at in the top twenty. I don't think he needs to be in the. I mean, I'm just looking down here. I'm like, I, he needs to. I mean, do you have him above DK Metcalf and stuff? I mean. Yeah, has he not been better than Metcalf? Uh, better than, than Metcalf in what kind of way? <laughs> in fantasy. <laughs> well, but well, they play they play different positions. I but know, but still, no, Metcalf I mean, is make if we just look at fantasy points per game from this year from a young man. I mean, to me, that to me that's an even more important aspect of it. It's just like okay. how many premier tight ends do we have? I mean, like. You could get DK okay. Metcalf's production, at least what he's doing this year. Mark Andrews has gotten like 12 and a half points per game this year. It's like, and that's in PPR. What, like, I just, I don't understand. I don't, I mean, I don't think he needs to be anywhere near this high. 
Where, I mean, what, what did he? I mean, Kelsey, of course, finishes the far and away tight end one. I mean, we considered it a lock before the season started that Mark Andrews would, you know, be the, just the easy tight end two. But that that hasn't been the case, especially with how T.J. Hawkinson's come on. Like, has has he even been the tight end two? Mm. No, he's got no. Hawkinson and Kittle ahead of him. And then, but, I mean, the, the, Dallas Goddard is well. Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Jackson points per I game. I think Lamar Jackson plays a big part in this. Lamar Jackson might might not be with the Ravens next year. You think they would let him go? Well, there no, I don't. Th- I wouldn't. But th- th- it's being it's being openly discussed. He wants Deshaun Watson money, and his mom is his agent, and so that's their only thing that they're saying. They're saying we want that the, the Deshaun Watson deal. He's better than Deshaun. So give him $250 million guaranteed. Dude, everybody in the league hates the Browns for, for, for doing that, for giving every quarterback that, you know, that template. Just say, write my name in where Deshaun Watson's name goes and give me that same contract. That's what his mom agent is saying. I mean, a lot of this, too, is, you know, in relation to what Mark Andrews has done and just his role in that offense and just how much they lean on the tight end. He's um, a he's an he's he, he's a. He's a big guy who who presents a huge surface area for defenders to come in and kill his body. I, I mean, he's going to be 27 years old. I mean, he's like, not he's not a premier dynasty asset. He, we can't have him in the top 20. He needs to be da- he needs to be down. He needs to be like, I mean, sir, I mean, he needs to be under guys like Chris Olave, dude. Come on, Garrett Wilson. Right, Drake, Drake London, all those guys need to get moved. <laughs> I up. don't know about Drake London. That's that's questionable. Well, I mean, he was bad. He was bad in the season, but dude, he's still a premier dynasty asset, right? I think Kyle Pitts should be above Mark Andrews. Really? Yes, he's twenty two. He's, he's he's only gonna be twenty three. Yeah, and he might wash out <laughs> in the next year. Okay, fine, but you understand at least the area that we're talking about, and Pitts needs to come up. Basically, those 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 young guys that I mentioned and Mark Andrews, they need to coalesce, and Andrews needs to be at least below at least below the rookie wideouts, right? I mean, That's golly, right. we've seen Garrett Wilson explode. We've seen Olave fall off a little bit at the end of the season, but I'm convinced that that was because he was banged up, and also because Dennis Allen's just a fucking joke. Well, and Andy Dalton's a quarterback. Well, no. That's an extension of Dennis Allen being a joke, right? He refu- refuses to move away from this guy, and they're saying he's safe in 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 New Orleans. It makes me <laughs> sick. Um, there's another group of uh, wide receivers that need to be moved. I think considerably up into the kind of um, into that same area that we were just talking about earlier. Maybe not. As high up as I would move Olave, Garrett Wilson, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown is another guy who falls into that category of guys that need to be moved, I think, considerably up from where you have them right now, certainly above Mark Andrews, right? That's fine. Okay. I mean, if Mark so, Andrews is the is the one, you know, I don't feel like it's a sea change other than in that – I get it. Okay. Okay. But, but so, but I don't consider these guys in the same, in the same bucket as I consider the Olave, Amon Ra, Garrett Wilson kind of bucket, but in a similar way, they need to have a significant move up. Um, 
Devontae Smith needs to be moved up, I think, fairly significantly uh, just for the reasons that we've discussed. And you have him sort of down here with the, Christian Watson, Jameson Williams, and George Pickens. They don't, I don't think they belong um, in a bucket that, oh, Jesus Christ, this Clyde Edwards Alaire. Dude, we, 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 I mean, <laughs> he needs to be just out, out of the rankings. But um, Christian Watson, Jameson I, I mean, I adjusted for. Edwards Hilaire in the running back rankings. Okay, but just not in the overall ones. See, that's the reason I'm just, I'm going to delete this, and we're just going to get this system set up better to where everything adjusts. Um, Jameson Williams, George Pickens, Christian Watson, right? We need to like these guys more than Deontay Johnson at this point, trash man. I think that's only fair. A Deontay Johnson who who now apparently sucks and is going to be twenty seven. There's I mean, no yeah, way sucked. I mean, but like, there's no way we can have we that we can have George Pickens under his teammate Deontay Johnson. That makes no sense. I mean, that's fine. And there's no way we can have Christian Watson. I mean, Christian Watson went from being a fucking joke and an afterthought, and people were dunking on us for saying he was going to be good at the Senior Bowl to basically people worrying about the Green Bay Packers offense because there's no Christian Watson. <laughs> You know, national commentators saying like, well, they're without their biggest threat on offense. Christian Watson, it just it seemed to happen. You know, it happened over the course of like four, five, six games. And we, and we talked about it on, 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 on the Waiver Wire podcast that 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 could that could happen. It absolutely, you know, it absolutely did down down the stretch this season. Christian Watson deserves to be in a category certainly above those guys that we just that we just mentioned. I think DJ Moore, you're always a little bit low on him, too. I think he probably needs to come up a little bit. I mean, a lot of that, too, is, you know, dependent on that quarterback situation. Yeah, right? and it could be re- and it could be recency bias out of me, too, that he's been really good. He's been like a slate breaker these last couple of weeks. But I feel like we're always a little bit low on him. So maybe just something to keep in mind. And when, whenever I delete this and I and I we put put this thing back together – um, I'll have these notes next to all these guys, right? Um, yeah. the only two others that I just that are just absolutely egregious. Um, Tony Pollard, I know he's going to be 26 years old, but he's going to be a free agent, and he's going to go somewhere, and he could end up if it's the if it's a six spot, he could be like in redraft next year. We could be talking about Tony Pollard as like the third player off the board or something. So I think we need to account for that in in the dynasty rankings, right? I mean, he could be in for, it won't be a long time, but he could be in for a good, a really good two years here if things fall just right. And he he gets the sick run out. And that's, you know, I think that's, I I mean, I think that's worth having a top, I don't know, top 25 ish um, valuation uh, in, in, in dynasty. Does that I mean that puts some, you know, that puts top twenty five ish, top twenty five ish. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not committing to saying number top. I'm not, you know, yeah, top, you know, but top twenty five ish, which would put him around. I mean, I think he. Do you think it's probably put him around like Dalvin Cook, who's going to be twenty eight? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, I put him above Dalvin. I put him around where you. I think where you currently have Joe Mixon's probably about right. I would have him around there. 
I certainly have him over Dustball Alvin Kamara. <laughs> and then uh, let's see. And then the other one was um, Rashad. Just, I, I, yeah, Rashad White. That just feels that feels too low because I. Are you, are you just you have him a little bit low because? Is it because you don't think Tom Brady will be back next year and the whole offensive identity is going to change? And Well, that's knows? an aspect of it. And, too, I mean, it feels like Fournette kind of comes on later in the season. Um, I mean, Fournette's been arguably the better back in the what, last two, three games. Yeah, I, I don't – I just uh, – I don't know if – I don't know if Fournette is – I mean, how much, how much longer is he going to be – how much longer do you think that he's going to be around? I mean, it's hard to say, but the, 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 the only, I, do you think that they're going to be able to get out of his contract in, in 20? I don't think they're going to get out of his contract in 2023. Probably not. So can they get out in 2024? Let me just look. Because didn't he sign a three-year deal? It was three-year deal. It was like, well, let's see. Yeah, so he signed a three-year, twenty-one million dollar contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, including twelve million guaranteed and an average salary of seven million. In twenty twenty-two, Fournette will earn a base. This is per spot track. Twenty twenty-two will earn two million and a signing bonus of four point five million, a roster bonus of five hundred thousand, while carrying a cap hit of three point nine and a dead cap of eight point five. Okay, so that that the dead cap of eight point five goes down to five next year. He's an eight point five cap hit and a dead cap of five. They're not getting out of it next year. No. They absolutely will get out of it in 2024. They have because it's an 8.5 cap hit, 1.5 dead. Yeah, I mean, so they'll get out. You know, but it's still. I think we still have another year of them sharing a backfield. Okay, that's fine. All right, so I don't need to be. I for some reason I was under. I mean, I was under the assumption that I I thought the 20 I thought the 2023 year was the year that they could maybe get out if they can't get like. I think it's fine to tap the brakes a little bit on Rashad White, even though we really love him as a prospect. I mean, I have him right there with like AJ Dillon, who I think is, you know, actually starting to come on these last few weeks. Um, I feel well, like they're I, uh, in similar positions. Well, both, I think both those guys need to be over Michael Carter. Yeah, that's that's probably true. All right. So, all right. So, just just some changes there. Taking you guys behind the curtain here as we kind of. <laughs> As we're going to be overhauling these dynasty rankings, the top 250 over at Roster Watch for you pro members, that might be down just for a few days because, we're, like, like we said, we don't want it to be confusing. Um, just uh, we have to improve some of the improve some of the systems to where um, it's just not so hard to update one and then the other one doesn't get updated and all the rest of it. We're getting back into dynasty season. We're getting back into draft season, prospect season. And so all of our focus will be on this moving forward. It's just hard after the year, you know, season long, you don't pay as much attention to the dynasty stuff. And all of a sudden there's a million little things that catch up with you. I think it's going to be better just to just start over than it will be just to go and try and fix all, you know, it's just fix all these little things. Um, And so we, we will have that up here within the next, you know, I'll, I'll work on it over the weekend and it'll be up ASAP. All right. The rookies will go into the rankings when does that usually happen, Trash Man? I guess when we finalize our staff rookie rankings. And it's after the draft. Oh, right, right. We wait till after the NFL draft because we want to know what the team situations are, right? Yeah. And so that gets immediately infused. 
Of course, our prospect rankings, you know, we'll have on the site for you guys to watch throughout the process before the NFL draft even, even occurs. And you'll have write-ups for all those guys and our evals and in some cases, you know, videos or specific content we have about them. But the first rookie profile this year, the guy who got the first one, who got the first one last year, Trash Man? Do, do, do you remember? Let me go to roster watch and just see. So I feel like the, the guys who get the first ones uh, sometimes – was it a Christian Watson? No. Let me just see. Did you do the first one last year or did I do it? 2022. Geez, we did a bunch of these last year. So the first 2022 content, man, it goes through three different pages. Um, was, oh gosh. It was, so it was, I, I did it and it was Jahan Dotson. Okay. Then the second one was you did it. It was Calvin Watson. Then I did Khalil Shakir. You mean Cal- Calvin Austin? Calvin Austin. I'm sorry. Calvin Austin. Yeah, Khalil Shakir, Romeo Dubs, Bull Melton. Who was the first in 2021? I just I'm just curious. I just want to see the last last couple of years, the guys who get the first one. I might have been like Waddle. No. No, because we always start with the senior bowl guys. Yeah. In 2021. The first one was, oh gosh, Shy Smith. Huh. Okay, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so, yeah. game. Jo- Joshua Palmer was second. Uh, anyway, so but in, so here's here, here's the first one. Uh, Rache Rice, Trash Man. You were the one who did the write up. I have some thoughts on him too, but give us your rundown. What you think of him, um, Rache Rice, out of <laughs> SMU, the record breaking. Uh, wide wide receiver there for the ponies up in Dallas. I mean, he's just really a dominant player on the field, um, especially at the catch point. Um, he's got strong hands. He catches with his hands. He fights for the catch. Um, he's got really good ball skills, really effective after the catch. He's difficult to bring down because um, he's a big guy. He's a six foot two, 203. At least that's what he's got listed right now. Um, we'll see after. I think uh, he. I think he's bigger than two hundred three, man. I know yeah. he looks. He looks a little bit slim, but I was watching. Um, I was watching some. I was searching for him on some Instagram stories and stuff just to see if I could get any like any looks at him from workouts. Yeah. And I I saw one where he was where, where he was squatting five hundred pounds. He he looks he looks uh like he ha- he has he has that look to him where it's like you you could tell when he goes beastly on 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 the field. Like you can see it in his when he you know he makes I think he's going to be an explosive athlete as far as his jumps and stuff like that. I'm not sure about his running, but he's just got those huge quads. I mean, yeah, he's, he's got those pretty- big legs. I think that's where he carries most of his weight. That's why I mean, I'm not certain he'll be a lot heavier than that. It just seems like that's kind of where he. Sometimes those guys end up being a little heavier than you would think. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, you could be right. Um, but yeah, he's just he's hard to bring down after the catch. One, you know, he's got those thick legs. He runs. Um, he runs with power, but he's also evasive, you know, in space for, he's got, he's got good speed in in tight spaces, um, especially for a guy of his size and he's got good contact balance again, you know, attributed to, you know, those thick legs. Um, I guess he's, you know, and we talked yesterday, you think he's going to run, you know, over, um, the four, four forty. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I was told by somebody within the. I was at, calling around about him yesterday, and I said, do, "You know, do you think he's going to test well? 
you know, because you had heard that he might run sub four, four. I didn't see it on his tape. You know, when I, when I look at him, I saw a guy who, um, you know, if, if you just watch the highlights, you'll see highlight real catch after highlight real. I mean, he'll go, he'll climb the ladder. He'll go up and get it. He'll, he'll, he'll body guys. He's got that me, my ball, you know, me, me, me kind of personality. Right. But in the highlights, you know, I didn't see, I didn't see him pulling away from dudes and just separating. So you, when you go watch the actual games and when you watch the actual games, you see like, all right, when, you know, when's he going to pull away? You know, so that's why I was like, do you guys really think he's going to test test well? I didn't say it like that. I, I said, do, do things get test well and what else should I know about him? And the comment I got from somebody who absolutely would know is that he thinks he'll get down to the, he thinks he'll get down to the low four fives. So, um, I mean, that's still fast. It's one. It's not, it's not. Really. I mean, I mean, it's fast. I mean, for a big guy like that. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, fast, it's faster than it's you faster, or me, no. right? But, but it's I mean, like, it's like Antonio Brown was like a four or five, you know, low four or five. I, I, I mean, Keenan Allen was what, four seven or something? Like, I mean, there's always going to be these dudes who turn out better than their 40 time. But I, you know, it's, I, I think it's, I, I think it's fine. It's like, a, you know, I think it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. But it, it, it's, it's not fast, but it's fine. Right, yeah. It's, I think it's fine, and maybe he'll run faster. Who who knows? That was just what I was told. I, I trust the source on it, and I never saw that sub four four stuff on his tape. Yeah, I just didn't. I think he's cool. I think like, like you said, man, he's fine. He's explosive. He looks. He can the. Whenever he gets to his routes transition points, he's got that explosive nature to him where he he blasts out of there. He creates he creates that flash of separation that yeah, the quarterback can multiple see. Ways, yeah, you know to create. Uh, separation um and even though you know he ran a relatively you know simple route tree at smu um, do you do you, i mean to you did it stand out at all like what i added into the column is like dude he he broke the single season record at smu since 2009 for career receiving yards and that was emmanuel sanders and to me people say oh, it's smu they suck but i mean smu had some good wide receivers they've had some good wide receivers they also haven't had a football program for that entire time yeah, that's yeah. true uh, i forgot they got the death penalty for right yeah that's true um all the all the what all was that all the craig james stuff or was that eric dickerson like what was that i, I forgot exactly what it was that uh, I, don't, I remember seeing a 30 i think 30 it, i think it was way before our time <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. But no, I mean they've had Cortland Sutton, they've had like Danny Gray, who was good. Trey Quinn was a good player there. Aldrick Robinson was a good player there. There's ones on for Proche was yeah. a good player there. Like to to break the single season record for yardage, I think it's pretty. You know, I think there's I think there's some to be, something to be said. So. Well, so, well, he's just like he's he's not a one trick pony. He can he can go deep, but he he's also a good possession receiver. So who is your comparison, your NFL comparison before the senior bowl for Rasheed Rice, the wide receiver out of SMU? I mean, I said Rashad Bateman just, you know, just he just had that innate kind of athletic ability and, you know, to get open and to produce shards. I, I, I almost compared him to Jamar Chase. I felt that might have been uh, – <laughs> I felt like that might have been a stretch. But if you look at their size um, – <laughs> And you kind of look at their ability to stretch the field, but also move the chains and be dominant at the catch point. 
I, you know, I, but I didn't go that far. So I said Rashad Bateman. Well, let me just tell you, Trashman, just on, on, on behalf of my heart and my aorta and everything that carries, uh, you know, that carries this blood within this human vessel that my soul resides in during my time on earth. It says, it's, it says, thank you. Thank you for not making it all completely explode by comparing this, comparing this guy to Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase.